This is Good Morning NoCo with Brian Carey and Tanner Schwint on Northern Colorado's Voice, 103.1 and 1310 KFKA. What a night in sports it was last night. Denver Nuggets still undefeated at Ball Arena. UNC, I, I get it, man. It feels like a moral victory after what we're talking about, but they battled with San Diego. I think they're going to be just fine. And then the big story, of course, was the Rocky Mountain Showdown Hoops Edition uh, that resulted in a storming of the court. And that's our Happy Life Gardens poll question today. What do you think about it? Do you like it? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Uh, 83% of people on X right now who have voted are saying they love it. Uh, they love when they see the uh, the fans get out there. Joining us now in the Aloe Fiber Studios, uh, the man that uh, was at the game last night, Brady Hall, host of the whole show, uh, is joining us. Brady, what an uh, atmosphere that must have been last night. Yeah, and as far as storming the court, if you had any reservations about it, like you thought it was a bad, if you're there in person seeing that, it's it's amazing. I mean, it, it's just a wave of people coming over and celebrating with the team. Braden Fowler, Nicolosi, the quarterback, is out there in the crowd, like trying to get high fives with these players. Um, it felt big time, and I don't think you should storm every win. No, but that's their rival, you know, and they wanted some revenge. And you guys asked yesterday about will that come into play? You know, the football game. Yeah, kids were running up to players doing the watch motion. It got a little chippy at the end. I wish people could be responsible about it, but. Yeah, overall, it it looks good. It looks good on camera. It looks good for recruits. It looks good for random kids like us. Like, if you're not an athlete, looking mm-hmm. at that school going, that place looks fun. So sports can be such a big marketing tool for for colleges, and that, that was one of them last night. No, it was exciting as hell to watch. Did you hit the court? Oh, no. No, 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 no. no. I, well, I, I wait till way after everybody clears out, and then I go down there because I, I, I could get hurt. No, <laughs> I said that you probably bounce alone at home. Yeah, but you're do, a, a lone bouncer, my own not thing. a group bouncer. Yeah, yeah. More of a, I'm a very quiet fan. You know, when I'm sitting there, I'm next to Ivy. This guy, I love Steve Ivy, who I, who I sat with last night, and he does a wonderful blog and a great podcast about CSU Rams. But he's yelling and screaming and hooting and hollering every you know every five seconds, and I like listening. But I'm a I'm a pure just I take in the game. I'm not a big cheering guy. I don't boo. I don't do any of that stuff. So I just kind of sit back. But so many fans just going. I mean, ripping the ref out, going at Tad Boyle, and it is it, it's it's nuts, man. It that's the kind of environment that we're all striving to see. At these kind of games, and it was it was absolutely beautiful. I loved it. How good is this team? CSU, yeah, um, I, they're they're really good. I, I think they're obviously going to be. I think they're going to go dancing. I don't think there's an issue there. They've already got what? I guess this would be two quad one wins. Creighton and, and CU, and yeah. depends on what the rest of the schools do that they beat already. Um, but they're just they're so deep too, and you, you look at a team like the way they dismantled Creighton. Creighton will be probably a deep bracket team. They're, they're mm-hmm. going to do something. So, are they a national champion type team? I don't. I don't. Are they Final Four? Are they Elite Eight? Honestly, the fact that I'm just asking that question makes yeah. me think that there's a chance. So, how good are they? This could be the best Rams team, better than they were when they went dancing two years ago. Is Isaiah Stevens one of the top ten? Uh, as yeah. far as as far as court general, you know, yeah, generalship, yeah. 
Yeah, the way he hand- he had a couple of weird mistakes last night that were uncharacteristic. I'd taken a, a, a you know a force three at the top of the key when he was covered, allowed for a fast break and one play by CU, which kind of got him in. But that's Isaiah, I think, getting into the mode, trying to just get into that takeover mode. But he, I always say this, it looks like he's on ice skates out there while everybody else is jogging and running. He is so smooth the way he plays basketball. And when they need a bucket or a play, he's the guy. His his ability to pass into the big men um, is just, I mean, that's an underrated skill, and he is so good at it. Does something happen at halftime with him where he, because it seems like first half, Get everybody going there. We got the team rolling. Second half, I'm going to do some scoring. It it, it seems like yeah. what he's done for for a couple of games this season, where really lights it up scoring wise in the second half. Yeah, especially when games get tight. You know, that's what you see with great players. When games get tight, you start going, "All right, enough, enough of kind of facilitating and letting you guys do your thing. I've got to take over somehow. I got to penetrate. I've got to get in there." You know, he's backing guys down into the paint, and then he's doing the Joker thing, finding guys across the court. You know, guys like Palmer way across the floor. So yeah, something happens. The referee um, and Isaiah's not a big trash talker. The head ref, forgetting his name right now, at, at like. Five minutes left in the first half, walks over to Nico and said, get a hold of Stevens. Get a hold of him or I'm teeing him up. Really? I don't know what Stevens said out there. From that point on, the officials were after him. They were watching his every move. So I, he, he got some fire there. And I, if you poke that bear, he's not like I said, he's not a big trash talker. But if you poke him, he's going to get after it. And uh, he, I think he really wanted to get that one, especially for Neat Clifford, former buff. I think there was some emotion there for those guys. So... Yeah, the guy just has a, a different level that he can turn on and off, too. And even when it's off, he's still one of the best players in the country. Is he not a great example of how, you know, throughout the years, uh, in recent history, we've seen so many players bailing early? You know, taking off and trying to yeah. to get into professional basketball, wherever that may be. The fact that he has stuck around and, to me, improved each year and been more pro-like and be more attractive... Could this start to be where where some people end up saying, you know what, let's stick around and get this experience. We're going to be much more attractive to NBA teams as we age, especially in the day and age of the transfer portal. Yeah, look at Julian Strother for the Nuggets. Um, you know, we'll see what his rookie season ends up being ultimately, but he has been utilized off and on uh, this season for the Nuggets. Christian Brown, those kind of guys that stay in college a little bit longer, are we're starting to see some of them be utilized in these NBA teams because they're honing their skills a little bit more. They go try to get they get evaluated. So Isaiah Stevens has done that twice now where they go off and they get evaluated from from draft scouts, from specialists that know, and they basically tell you, you're not getting drafted. Here's what you would need to do in order to get drafted. And he's done that twice now. So he takes that information and and he and he utilizes that or he puts that forward for the next season. So I do think that there's a lot to be said for some of these guys um, that maybe they don't have, like the Cody Williams God-given ability from CU. Mm -hmm. Like that guy's just ridiculous and a freak of nature athletically. Guys like Isaiah, it benefits them to stay as long as they can and and see if they can just get better every year. So I think you will see a little bit of a trend. Well, and, he, and, and already you're seeing it because he used to be John Calipari in Kentucky. How many one-and-dones were there? Now in college basketball, the older you are as a team, the better you're yeah, going CSU's to be. Yeah, pretty old. And they are. They are. And especially after seeing what San Diego State did last year, 
Brady, I'm wondering, and Brian, I know you're wanting to talk about the transfer portal a little bit here, too. Mm-hmm. Does the transfer portal not affect basketball as much? Because you've got 68 teams that are going to get into the, the big dance. So you don't necessarily have to go play for the SEC for you to be in the prime time and, and right. the big spotlights. So does the transfer portal not affect basketball as much as it does in football? Because you're seeing the CSU team, I mean, they're going to be, if, if they take care of Washington on Saturday, this team's going to be in the teens, uh, probably the low teens, uh, in terms of where they're going to be ranked uh, coming up. So talk to me about the transfer portal and the effect it's had. When it comes to NIL, it does matter. But if it's just transfer portal chances to succeed, it's not as big in basketball as it is in football. But it's still, it's still big. It's still taking over. But you guys were talking about Dalton Connect earlier. When somebody gets a hold of him, a week before he needs to make a decision and lets him know that hey if you if you leave you're you're going to be starting and you're probably going to get 400k yeah. that's when it affects you so the the we were talking about this a bit yesterday the NCAA is going to have to get probably more strict on the transfer portal if they want to solve some of the some of the NIL stuff to the point where I'm saying you can't transfer you can't it's just there's you can transfer up levels if you want like D2 to D1 like Joel Scott did mm. that that's fine but I think if the because right now the transfer portal and the NIL are working hand in hand, those mm-hmm. two things are complementing one another. So if you want to start solving the NIL stuff a little bit, you're going to have to tighten what you can control. You cannot control NIL. No. The Supreme Court has ruled that these kids can make money. You know how people are going about it. You might never be able to regulate, but the NCAA does control their rules on transferring. So they might be able to stiffen those rules. And then I know the counter to that would be, well, the coaches can leave whenever. Well, you stiffen those rules, too. Right. You sign a five-year contract, you complete the five-year contract. Unless terminated. Then, or the, then yeah, right. At the end of, the, the buyouts certainly help, though, because teams don't mind that, actually. You know, like right. a Nico Medved, he's good enough to go to any place probably here soon, wherever. But the buyout is really good for the school because you got millions of dollars suddenly that you can use. So. That is one of the most complicated topics in sports. Matt Rule came out That's right where and I just said, to go. Do we uh, want to go there right a now? A good quarterback. Yeah, we got time. A good, okay. good quarterback in the transfer portal is going to cost you a million, 1.5 to $2 million. We're starting to talk wrong. about it. Like well, Cameron Ward, Washington wrong. State. Like Washington State is not a, we, we, we said this yesterday, it's not necessarily a stepping stone school, but it is a stepping stone school if they can't afford a million dollars for a quarterback. Um, and I was naive on this. I, I still believe, ba- going way back to when Johnny Manziel signed an autograph and sold it and got in trouble for it and was suspended the first half of a football game, I still think they should be able to do that stuff. I just didn't think it would take off like this. But that is the NCAA's fault yeah. because they didn't regulate this earlier. They should have regulated it. And because they didn't, Pandora's box it's, got open. It's, it's wild. And so this isn't on NIL in its, at its core. This is on... Um, the NCAA for not getting in front of this years ago. I think it's very similar to to the internet and these kind of things where it was just this this vast wild wild west and everyone went out in it. And now we're trying to figure out how to regulate it because it went wild. Yeah, we okayed this and now it's run wild. Uh, when you're seeing every year a quarterback making a decision, I'm going to transfer. I'm going to go, and that it, you're talking as a college that it's going to cost us one to two million dollars to get a quarterback in here. That is totally dividing the haves and haves nots. Right, and and there's no way for the have nots to get better. 
to get there unless they have the money. Unless you get lucky and get somebody who's doing really well and you get a season out of them, then they decide to go somewhere else. you got to find somebody with some loyalty or some things like this that shouldn't come into play. I mean, we have entered a, a era in sports where contracts mean nothing. Uh, it's merely just contracts, yep. that it means nothing. And what does this do to, we've always made a big deal of letters of intent. You know, I'm going to go to this university. I'm going to do this. We always made a big deal out of that. You know, Coach Bruce Dick has had several of these local athletes on who have signed these letters looking forward to going on. Now that's just a temporary thing. It's, yeah, I have an intent to go here, but for how long? Mm-hmm. It's the you pomp know? and circumstance around it that, that every college kid or high school kid going to college wants to do that with the signing days and stuff like that. I think we as fans, because that used to me, and we're still as fans and, and people in the media world, we're still transitioning out of the era where that was in stone and it's not anymore because of what you just said in the wild wild west it it used i hate doing the it used to be's but hey, always hey, hey. but always it was the value of a free education you know was the thing you were going for and now it's like look if i'm in athletics i don't need an education well you do or you could end up broke and peeing away all of your money there's something to that but to me, as a fan, I, it, it's frustrating as hell to try to figure out you've got a team. How many of how, how many are going to leave or come to see you? And then if Dion leaves, how many will will go on a mass exodus? You know, we can always come up with scenarios where you can say, "Oh, this is why they're leaving." But I think there's something to you sign something, you go somewhere, you're there. And I know there have been many players throughout history who were backups. At their university. But then they got a chance to show what they could do. Yeah, I'm just not a fan of the constant revolving door, which has changed completely the landscape of college athletics. And the tough part about like my plan was you take a guy like Jalen Hurts. is He, Tua, ended up obviously earning that job, and he was going to be the guy for Bama. So Jalen, obviously we know, is a top quarterback in the NFL. If he wasn't allowed to transfer... Would we be seeing Jalen Hurts in the NFL? We maybe not. Right. You know, he might just have been a forgotten man. Maybe he gets on a team but never really gets a shot. So that's the tough part about all of this is yeah, on one end you can just go, dude, let's just stop transfers. Let's let's cut that out unless you can appeal that a coach was a was abusive or whatever. In that case, we gotta fire the coach. Um we have to figure that out. But it's also like the cases of these really great players. Like Nick Saban would have loved to just have Tua and Jalen Hurts there, not really, not, not really concerned or caring about what's going to happen to the future of Jalen Hurts. Right. But Jalen's like, hey, I'm not going to be a starter anymore. And people will go, you got to be better than that guy. Well, sometimes they're right here, you know, uh, right. 50-50. And to give those guys an opportunity to go elsewhere. So I do That's a great point. I, I do agree with certain situ- circumstances with and the you, transfer you portal. You brought up regulations, and we got a texter wondering what that would look like. Let's get a break, and let's uh, have you break that down on the other side of what regulation could or should look like. 9.20 at the time now. It is Good Morning NoCo. So much to get to. So little time. Um, Brady, quickly, when we're talking about the transfer portal, what regulations are you looking at? Is it like, hey, okay, you can transfer if the coach leaves? Uh, you know, uh, injury, I guess. I like what. What would that regulation look like for you? I, I don't. I don't know. Um, can, can it be? Hey, I'm. I've lost my starting job. Then that gets that gets interesting because 
guys are going to lose their starting jobs all the time, and coaches will tell you, well, nobody has nobody's job is safe and all that stuff. So that's tricky territory right there. Um, what would regulation look like? The, the NIL thing is, can you cap off how much they earn? I don't know, because then you might be going to the Supreme Court again. Because right. um, I know people have talked about that, saying, well, there should just be a cap. You know, whether you're a collective or whatever, guys can only earn this much in NIL money. I don't think you can do that. I I don't think based on what the ruling was from the Supreme Court, you can say, well, you can only earn this much. Um, it's going to come down to the transfer portal. It's going to come down to tightening that up, right. and it's going to be unfair, and people are going to hate it. Do they need like the the equivalent of like an FBI searching into these things because they're supposed to be like, hey, you can't contact this kid. There's no way. This. But then, but then this guy says, Kevin Lytle talk about this guy. Uh, this business is. Contacting the high school coach of yep. that kid There's to make no sure he gets there. But is there, I mean, do you formulate like an investigative? You can investigate of the every one of these kids and every one of their messages and Twitters. The high and, profile ones, I suppose, maybe, but well, I don't know. Well, Dalton Connect, was he high profile yeah, a year ago? True. No, that's but true. he was certainly one of the biggest basketball players in the country now. As what happens so often when we have conversation, and that's why it's so important to have dialogue and discuss things, because I will find myself coming in with a state of mind, and then when we talk about things, I can feel myself shifting. Um, Very hot under the collar, I've started the day that I I really despise the transfer portal. I I despise everything uh, about it, and... I understand students trying to get – they should financially benefit in mm-hmm. some way. They shouldn't be X'd out from making money. Yeah. But as we talk about this, just a second ago, my mind went, well, are there different rules for a student athlete and just a student? Now, if you're just a student going to that school, nobody nobody bats an eye if you decide, hey – uh, we've moved or something else. Or, you know, I've decided that they you know, make I money was fine too, there. I'm going to go somewhere else and, and finish out my education. If the average student can do that, why shouldn't a exactly. student athlete be able to do that? And that was something that never hit my head until we were having this discussion. And as it goes, I don't see how you can. It's, now, as much right. as I would like people to stay put, if a student can do it, and you're saying these are student athletes, athletes, they should not have less rights than a regular student who's at a college or university and wants to move. This is something, and again, that's why, you know, like I'm saying, the only way to maybe solve this is to tighten up the transfer portal, but I agree with you 100%. The the student athletes have been fighting this for years is, okay, you go to school on a full-ride scholarship to be a doctor. Well, your internship will be at a hospital. So you can grow into being a doctor, and then bam, as soon as you graduate, you now have a job. Well, Braden Fowler Nicolosi can't do that. Maybe his major is marketing, but he can't go work on a marketing firm because he's lifting weights, he's in school, he's watching film, he's practicing. I do these NIL radio shows. It is harder than hell to set schedules with these guys because they got this, they got this, and if they get hurt, they got treatment, they got this. So they can't go do what a regular scholarship student can do, and that's work in their field that they want to do when they're done with, with, with college. If these players aren't going to be NFL guys, right. they yeah. are spending all their time You're on right. this craft instead of, hey, when I was at CSU for four years, I should have been thinking about my future, but I was too focused on football. And that's what they want you to do, is to be focused on football. But... Very and there are some great examples. Ruby Kaiser, or mm-hmm. Kaiser, Kaiser, the volleyball player. Like she wants to be in media, so she's out there doing all this stuff, and it works. She probably 
grinding 24-7. She probably doesn't have a, a personal life. I don't, I don't know. I'm not speaking for her. But I, I agree with Brian saying, you know, why should student-athletes be treated so much differently than, than the regular college kid? Because college kids can go wherever the hell they want. And that, again, is what these athletes were fighting for for the longest time. Is like, wait, we can't earn money. We have to make a stink about it if we're going to transfer and go to a different school. Um, yet we have to be way more dedicated than the average student. I'm not talking about every student, but the average student. They have to be more in tune with their team, with their study, their body, their, fill, their workouts, right. all that stuff. Uh, and, and this, I need to work this thought through just a little bit more. But as you're talking about that, you know, because there is still value on a, on a free education. I 100% agree with that. But can you offset this in some way where, because it, it, it's always the star players getting the free education, they getting the, the full ride scholarships. Can you offset it saying uh, a guy like so-and-so is going to get, a, uh, would be getting a free ride. Well, now he's going to get $1 million in NIL money. So he Let's get not have him have the scholarship and give but it to somebody who's not going to get any NIL just, money. It's not just star players that are getting scholarships. Um, the the backup left tackle for but, CSU is probably on a full ride scholarship. It's not just don't they, how many how many full ride scholarships does each college football team get? Because it's only a handful, right? No, like there's different levels of scholarships that you can get. UNC has like partial scholarships right. and things like I that because they're at D one FCS. Um, College football at this level, they have way they have a ton of full ride scholarships that they can offer. They have, obviously they have walk ons, they have partial things like that. But it's you have a lot of scholarships that you can give out. So it's not just like Tory Horton and Dallin Holker are the only guys on full ride scholarships over a season. Okay, eighty five full ride yeah. scholarships. So it's but this but is something I've, that I've talked about before. I said this on the show yesterday. The NCAA might have to crap or get off the pot. Is it a, is it a professional sport or is it not? Right. If it's if it is, they make the money that a professional sport does. Then you pay them. We're living in the and you don't right give now. them a scholarship. Yeah. You give them a choice. Hey, you want to come to our school? Here's your choice: full ride, room and board, your books, all that stuff is paid for, or you can get paid through nil, yeah, or whatever. I don't know, or or we just pay you a lump sum and you can't do nil, but Doesn't, we're paying you, and then you can't transfer. I mean that that would you're have essentially to be a, part a professor, of it. but you're yeah. yeah. Wouldn't that open the door to just hiring people to come and play in your program and have nothing to do with the student body? Correct. Yeah. I mean, it, it would be the, NFL. Well, listen, guys, what what's going to happen is this is going to happen. When it's going to happen, I don't know. But the SEC, the Big tw- Big Twelve, the Big Ten, the ACC are going to form the AFC and the NFC, and those will be your top notch colleges, those will be your semi-pros, those will be your true semi-pro footballs, the XFLs, the AFLs, the BFLs, whatever, that will be your semi-pro football. The rest, you'll get to keep doing the things you're doing and transfer portals and all those fun things, cute little nacho cheese Dorito bowls, but the the top four conferences will ultimately merge to be one, and that will be its own thing. Yeah. It will be its own thing. They just happen to do it at a college um, I don't. Again, I don't know how this is going to round out, but it will just be Alabama's football team. They might not all be students. As past uh, years have shown, we can trust the NCAA to handle this. Nine thirty-three, <laughs> the time. Let's get a break. It's Good Morning Noco.
Couple of things breaking here this morning. This coming in via Yahoo Sports. Bills linebacker Von Miller is facing a domestic violence case in Dallas. WFAA reports that Miller's longtime girlfriend accused him of assaulting her at their home in Dallas on Wednesday morning, and a warrant has been issued for Miller's arrest. The war- warrant uh, was for a charge of assaulting a pregnant person, a third degree felony. The Bills are on their bye week, and Miller is from the Dallas suburbs. So, uh, really, really hard. Hard news uh, there for uh, Von Miller uh, in the domestic violence case. The other thing, too, is that uh, it broke during the program. Haven't got a chance to get to it, but uh, Deion Sanders has been named the Sports Illustrated uh, Sports Person of the Year, um, which just seems absolutely absurd to me for a, a guy that went four and four and eight uh, in his I first don't get year. it. Um, I, I guess I the hype it. and the, the, we had never seen a spectacle like we saw in college football until Deion did what he did. So no. I guess for that you can say it, but is that truly sports that's the question that i would ask to that well wasn't uh caitlin jenner named the sports was it? person of the year uh, another great example it, okay so sports it's not about stupid it's not well they're ai written now um <laughs> ai produced it's true it's not about your wins and losses necessarily it's about your impact i think and i that's yeah. what it is or, love it or not it's it's not going to be about who Tom Brady or all that stuff. Like, did you win a lot of games? That could certainly play a part in it, but it's going to be the impact factor, I think. Do you think that he had he had an impact the first month, but mm-hmm. do you f- feel like he continued to really have an impact? I guess if not him, then I guess who else? I guess I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I, I honestly, I'm just asking who else. No, like, it's a good question. Joker, Nikola Jokic was the thought that he I doesn't had want to do that stuff. <laughs> okay. They probably called him, and he's like. Dixon texting in this morning. And hey, texters, leave leave the curse words out of the text because we start reading this. Uh, any regulation would be lipstick on a pig because crap would still be going on under mm. the table. That's why this should have never happened. Yeah, bad things were still going on before, but college athletics more than ever has taken the scholar out of scholar athletes. Uh, college sure. sports are now officially the minor leagues, and in many cases, basically professional sports, yeah. basically free agency, free for all. Right, but you're saying that because True. they allowed NIL that there wasn't dirt going on at college? Oh, and he recognized that. He yeah. goes, I know it was going on, but now it's now that it's in the open, yeah. it's become yeah. even more Because this stuff right now that we're seeing is way worse than Rick Patino's sex parties at Louisville. Yeah, what we're seeing right now, and it wasn't Rick Patino, it was just there were sex parties going on on their campus. <laughs> he didn't know about it, right? Yeah. But even though it was like in the dorm right across the street from practice. But... That stuff is just always going to happen because all those people that say, this is why I love college basketball. It's so pure. These guys do it for the game. No, it's actually dirtier, the dirtiest sport perhaps in the country, but the dirtiest did, program. Did it limit it some because it was illegal? Like now that it's in the open, I'm not saying it's worse, but in terms of the actual athletes moving and getting offers and having to deal with this stuff, did, did they not have to deal with it as much because some people still did have morals or wait, just followed the law and now it's that like, it's legal, is it happening more because it, of that? It's like prohibition. When, when alcohol was made illegal, people were doing illegal things to distribute alcohol. And now it's all this stuff is made legal, so we don't have as many illegal things happening. Uh, it's not illegal for Ford to reach out to Dalton Connect and say, "Hey, buddy, I have it on good authority that if you transferred to Tennessee, uh, you'd make four hundred thousand dollars and you'd be the starter. So have a nice day." That's not illegal. Like, you're going to arrest Ford? You're going to arrest a company for reaching out to a kid and trying it? Now, if they get wind that the coach reached out to Ford and said, "Hey, reach out to these guys and do that," sure, right. But 
Don't tarnish Ford's This reputation. is what I'm saying. It's like I always I when when this all first started, I was like, this reminds me of when we when we made alcohol illegal and all that stuff, you saw a bunch of really illegal things happening to distribute it for a, for a product that ultimately is legal now, and you can you and I can just buy it over the counter, and it's it's perfectly fine. Um, but it's this again. This goes back to guys like Mark Emmert with the when he was the NCAA guy, the president or whatever. Um, they just kept kicking the can down the road. Yeah. They had colossal issues facing them. You guys have been talking a lot about Kareem Jackson's hit and all that. Yeah. Well, you and I disagree on this, Tanner, I know. But the NFL, they saw this gigantic glacier in the middle of the ocean. And they kept getting sued. They kept getting hit with their boat. And they're like, we have to do something or we are going to run into that glacier and this is going to sink. So the NFL did. Like it or not, they have been trying to do something to cover their own butts. The NCAA didn't do that. They said, there's a glacier down there. Might miss it. <laughs> Maybe the wind will blow it out of the way. No, I think that's a good analogy. Uh, we got Texas. We just threw in like the Titanic sinking prohibition. and right. prohibition, prohibition all yeah. in. Pretty slim in the, the, in, the, in the early 1900s. Uh, Eastside Chris, was it, uh, wasn't Secretariat once named Sports Person of the Year? Yeah, I believe back in 1973. That's a horse. That's not even. Yeah. 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 But uh, earned it. Dixon, yeah, uh, shout out dude. to Windsor alum Wyatt Eckler for being Mountain West Defensive Player of the Week. So there you go. All right, 941 the time. We're going to talk Broncos on the other side. It's Good Morning NOCO. Let's get to the bottom of the hour. News and Weather Center. So many sports. Sports overload, and I love it when, well, most of it resulted in positive uh, wins for our teams. Welcome yeah, we were in. supposed to talk all about the, the game last night, and we ended up talking about Prohibition. how the NCAA is going down in flames. And the Titanic. We spent the first three hours cover, covering that as well. You, you guys already hit the Titanic story. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> hell, Brian was on the boat next to it back in 1912. Oh, hey, oh, Just oh, because oh. I joined AARP yesterday to get a code for the Rolling Stones tickets. <laughs> commercial I've ever seen in my life. I did. He I actually joined. went and signed I up did. for AARP. I signed up. I got my code. I got my tickets yesterday. Do you, when you were young and you watched the Rolling Stones breaking all the rules and doing all this stuff, yes. did you ever envision a commercial that's like, are you an AARP member? Would no. you like to get a discount to see Rolling Stones? Them and the Who and all these Front rows all like for wheelchairs. <laughs> and- <laughs> You have wa- we have walkers there. Like instead of being able to walk in and get free T-shirts and stuff, it's like here's a free walker. Oh, exactly. Nobody's going to rush the stage. Nobody <laughs> no, rushes no, 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 anywhere. No, 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 no. If there's a weather thing and it's everyone evacuate the stadium, it's going to take hours. <laughs> you know, <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, you're old, but your style take you getting oh, out I'm of that stadium ahead of some of those. Yeah, Jagger's going to be throwing instead of crowd. guitar picks. They're going to be throwing out Werther's originals. To everybody, <laughs> you know which fun- <laughs> what? <laughs> What's funny about this ARP thing is you're getting grandparents getting hit up by their kids saying, can you get me tickets? You know? Brent, there's not going to be anybody under the age of 30 at that concert. Oh, you are so wrong. I would, when you go. Did you ever see that South Park episode when they shut down uh, Country Cafe? Like, all the older people, like, they go to Country Cafe uh, cafe at, like, 5 in the morning. And they were just becoming, like, zombies all over the place. They were driving everywhere and running over kids and stuff. They're like, the only way to stop them is to shut down Country Buffet. Yeah. Or Cafe or whatever. That's the role. It's going to be the Rolling Stones concert. Yeah. You talked about Biden yesterday with the blinker on. I was cracking up. That's going to be this concert. Now, where do we get in again? (laughs) 
going to be. We awesome. keep driving by the venue, but there it goes. <laughs> I love it. I can't wait to see it. This is a bucket list for me. <laughs> when, sorry, sorry. Come on, Tanner. When is the concert? Uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> Darn it! Oh, everybody got to look. Everybody. I accidentally bought tickets for Detroit. Everybody forgot what the to hell. Know. Yeah, June twentieth. June twentieth. It's a Thursday night. I will tend to wager they're going to add another night. Mm. You, uh, you, you, and I, June twentieth, are going to grab a oh, six pack of beer and sit in here and just do the traffic update going <laughs> down to the stadium. We'll be we better in there early. We better leave early. Goodness. That's Absolutely. just what is that progressive commercial? It's like, hey, if things go well in this thing, you guys want to try to bust out of there like by the fourth quarter, and the Rolling Stones thing will be like after about three or four songs, you guys want to get yeah. out of there. Beat the crowd a little bit. The Rolling Stones singer would be Mick Jagger. Okay. He's only 80. Yeah, he's the only. I got a text. I got family members going, but I don't know what the point is. They're in their 50s. I said, there's no See? one under 30. You're in oh. your 50s. There's no one under 30 years old going to be at that Guarantee concert. Guarantee there will be. Okay. They're going to be going with their 50 be. year old no, parents. No. No. Unless they're the driver for the, the people Stones going. The Rolling Stones are not just for old people. No. They're for everybody. They are. <laughs> They're nominated for a Grammy. Not, not so angry. much for me. They're kind of, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I Maybe like under Rolling 40. Stones, I, see, I don't. There's Paint It Black. That's it. Well, there was a special VIP thing where you can play shuffleboard with the game with the <laughs> band before you go on and share some pre-chewed biscuits. They're going to have, like, episodes of Golden Girls rolling yeah. before they get out there. Yeah. And yes. Instead of music yeah. playing before the, the concert, right. like they you just, hear at a lot of yeah, venues. Go ahead, youngsters. Will you be able to go hear? MASH is going to be up there. Yeah. Will you be able to, yeah. be able to hear the concert over the, the sound of gum smacking? Do you there? No, it's I all the to. oxygen containers that I will be to dry. <laughs> Stop it now. <laughs> All right. I'm looking forward to this show. Finally, I can sit with my people in a in an arena. What did he say? I can't hear him. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like watching soap operas with your grandparents. Now, what did he do again? Who is this guy? Um, I was. I didn't bring it up once. I told you I was going to lead the show with it, and I hadn't brought it up. You brought it up. I'm going to make fun of it. The Denver Broncos play a big game. Uh, is it in Powerfield? That was the transition I was going to go No, for, it's on the road. The next No, with oh. the Rolling Stones. You said the Broncos play a big game, and then you said, is it uh, on Powerfield? Is the concert in Powerfield? Yes. Okay, very good. Well, the Broncos won't be in Powerfield, but a bunch of AARP Wait, who's in Powerfield? What's in Powerfield again? What's the, what is it? What does it do? Empower. I don't, the is it, is it health? It's not it's insurance. Life insurance. It's, something, it's, not, <laughs> it's something for for the older people, I think. <laughs> well, those bathrooms are going to get used. I'll tell you that much. It's in my third P of the game. Smart planning and investment advice for customers. Yeah, all kind of works out. Work with uh, Empower uh, Empower Investment so that you can go to a Rolling Stones concert when you're back 90. off, youngster. So Broncos <laughs> play, huh? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Two minutes. Be a big one on Sunday, huh? Yeah, sure do, yeah, sure do. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. that'll be great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Remember when they got color TV? <laughs> oh, it was right the after pictures. that glacier no. and uh, the prohibition. prohibition. Yeah, exactly. Oh, now I really want to go to the concert just to watch what's going on at that concert. We are going to rock. No, you're not. We are. I wish does Mick Jagger like four. still move pretty good? Does yes, he get out and get out? He does. Mick is smooth, can, man. I don't know about the rocking. You're Mick's definitely awesome. going to be rolling in there. A lot of people are going to be rolling in there. That's a wheelchair joke. Um, not funny. No. I'm no, not. Fine. No, no, no. That's fine. That old, okay. Yeah. Okay. Should be fun. Good be time. Be a good, good time. time. Be a yep. good time. Absolutely. Cool. We'll see you bright and early that next Friday morning. No. No. Well, the concert no gets way. over at 7.30. <laughs>
Oh, That's really after the young so <laughs> There's no excuse, man. You're going to be out of there with plenty of time. Oh, my goodness. Brady Hall, host of the whole show. Thank you Lord. so much for being in here. dinner at three. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Catch the all-you-can-eat buffet beforehand. Did you guys get these? Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yeah. Matching ones for you. Very good. Very, Very nice. good. Brady, host of the whole show. What do you got coming up on the program today? Well, we're trying to get Neat Clifford on the show. Uh, buff turned ram, and that was a special night for him last night. So that's what we're focusing on. Kevin Lytle will join us, and uh, we got Thursday night special. I've been, I've been it's rolling. It's an easy one. Been rolling. Seahawks. It's easy. What's the spread on it? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Yeah, give me Seattle plus eight and a half. You're serious? I'm being dead serious. In Dallas? Yeah, 100%. Wow, you're, wow, weird. you're a fool. Thanks, guys. Appreciate yeah. it. Um, <laughs> also, Rams Weekly tonight, 5 to 6. Yep. I know Brian will be in bed before that thing kicks <laughs> off. <laughs> Rams Weekly, 5 to 6 tonight. Brady Hall, Kevin Lytle. Uh, it's presented by Miranda Simpson State Farm Insurance as well. So that'll be a, a fun program before Thursday night uh, football coming up tonight. Brady Hall, thanks so much for your time this thanks, morning. Thanks, gang. <laughs> All right. 9.53 the time. We'll be back on the other side. There is, there is no better drug in this world than picking on Brian. That is my favorite thing to do. So glad I can enable you, junkie. You know what? It's two against one now. Yeah. Now it is, Bruce. Well, Thank you, brother. With you guys' advanced age, it's really one-on-one. Uh, Stickman texting in, Brian, can you snap some Polaroid pics and share them with us in the photo album? Stickman, I'll share nothing with you. Nothing ever. I'm going to have a great night. My wife and I are going to have a blast, and it's going to be just fun. And you got yours as well, Bruce. Absolutely. Yeah. Bruce Dick, host of Coach Speak, joining us. Absolutely. Rolling Stones, June 20th. Now, did you Can't s- wait. Did you sign up for AARP like Brian, or you probably been a member for a while? <laughs> yeah, and we'll see how he feels me. when I get a good discount on our meal when yeah. we go out. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, I am a member of AARP <laughs> and uh, did renew it just a week ago. So I did. I wanted to make sure that I got this code. Oh, my goodness. That's it. Okay, all right. All just right. because you don't have any bands that you listen to that are good enough to still be performing 50 years from now. There are no bands these days. No, no, correct. There no, I, and I'm giving you guys a hard time, but I like Brady was saying on his way out, him and I would fit more in with, with, with you guys at that concert than a lot of these other ones as well. It's going to be a very cool experience. Coach, uh, you got a big show coming up. Of course, we'll talk about who's going to be joining you, but CSU, CU last night, um, it was what we were hoping for. It was a dynamite game, and CSU pulled it off. You know, I was able to catch uh, most of the second half after our game, and uh, yeah, it was. I saw the halftime score, and I go, wow, CSU came out ready to play, and uh, CU kind of tried to creep back in. They, they did. did get back in, but boy, there were some outstanding players on the floor, and uh, both these teams are going to be dancing in March. No Both doubt. these teams are really well coached, and that's what shows to me, too. No, I agree with that completely. And, and when you talk about uh, Cody Williams, I know you're really high on this guy. Zero points in the first half. Yeah. 21 in the second. Yeah. Coach, when, when you're a young guy like that, Moby was a, a hostile environment last Absolutely. night. Absolutely. How much of a role does that take on a young player? Oh, I, it, you know, you're coming from high school, and, and you're projected to be this great player, and, you know, they're already projecting him in the NBA, but psychological, mentally... 
you don't jump from a high school atmosphere into an atmosphere like that, that at Moby Gym last night without it having some effect. Yeah, it was it was an incredible showing. Uh, college basketball in the state of Colorado, a lot better than college football already. I would love to see these teams play again in March. All right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's get it. Just because they're both going to grow. Yeah, let's get them on the same side of the bracket. That would be a lot of fun. Uh, how'd your game go last night, Coach? Uh, we had a nice win over Roosevelt last night, and... Uh, now we get ready for the defending state champions, uh, Denver East. All right, the big early season test for you guys there. <laughs> no question. Coach, who do you got on, on your show today? I'll tell you what, we have Jeff Geiger, the head coach at Erie High School. Clay, of course, great quarterback, uh, Blake Barnett. And then we have uh, Dave Logan. I think that name might be familiar to some people, the Absolutely. head coach at Cherry Creek. But we're going to talk some high, you know, high school sports with Dave. And he's been so successful uh, everywhere he's coached high school. And it's so neat to see a guy of his stature uh, helping kids in high school and just continuing in that role. Yeah, no, he makes a big uh, time sacrifice, especially with his job. You don't see it happen very often. Coach, enjoy your show. It's a good thing it's early in the morning because he couldn't make it to bedtime. Uh, all right, that'll do it. For Angel Padilla, for Brian Gary, I love you, my friend. Bruce. No, it's nice. I'm, I'm interesting we can still hear you with your pacifier in your face. <laughs> there you go. There we go. Roll huh? that over. That's we got Habajiba Friday coming up tomorrow. Are you Wine changing him or am I changing We're It's your turn, Bruce. <laughs> We're reviewing Oppenheimer tomorrow. <laughs> i got to get these guys to the Golden Crowl. We love you, Northern Colorado.